0: Come on, let's let's pray quickly, ask God to speak to us. Jesus, thank you that we can turn to your word, and that your word's powerful. Uh, it goes out and produces a result, and I pray even as it goes out today that our hearts be soft. Quite if there's anything in the way in our hearts, I pray that you would prepare our hearts for what you want to say to us, how you want to lead us, and that our hearts would also be open to anything, any miracle, direction, breakthrough you want to bring into our lives. God, we submit to you now, we want to do your will. We resist the devil, we thank you that he has to flee, pray for protection around us and our children, pray in that head you minister to us and that also that anyone who is not in relation with you that today they would open up their heart that you would knock on the door of their heart, so hearts and open up and have you come into their heart in Jesus name and everyone believe it said amen, amen. awesome you guys take your seats of course, you guys would have heard in the announcements we're starting our Easter build-up. We do a, a bit of fun for our um, for in our kids' church. They do a big Easter egg hunt, and so if you want to be part of that, donate. Uh, we also do quite a few school drives where we drop off Easter eggs and and just really invite our world um, because we believe Easter is that that weekend where we really get to lift Jesus up and we get to actually tell the story of Jesus. And yeah, so I encourage you to invite your world. And and I remind you that the studies do show um, that uh, the main reason people don't come to church, the, the number one reason, I need to hear it, is they say, no one invited me. Okay, so so a lot of us are thinking they're not coming for other reasons, but they're saying it's just an invite. And so why don't you try that? And remember, each one reach one. That's our goal this year. We live with the end in mind. That's the vision. How do we fulfill that vision? We each one reach one. So I encourage you to do that. Uh, how good is Cape Town this weekend? Hey, good weather still. I think next week we have some more good weather. Um, it's just tough living in Cape Town. Our job is, as we have good weather, is just to pray for everyone who has bad weather. Hey, so pretty much, you I mean, it's a lot of prayer. But even as I'm talking about people, praying for other people, let's quickly just pray for people in the Ukraine quickly. God, I just lift up every person in the Ukraine right now, and even families who've left there, but they're disconnected maybe from a father. Um, I I pray, God, that you would be with them now. God, we thank you, God, that nothing is impossible for you, and that you can even assign angels to protect people in the Ukraine right now. I pray, God, even as you do protect people right now, that you would get so much glory. People would look back and go, clearly, Jesus protected us. But I also pray you bring the enemy's plans, to uh, that you, you'd, you'd bring it to nothing. Their plans would be like an arrow that is shot, that it loses momentum, loses its flame and falls to the ground and makes no impact. I pray you You'd bring um, the enemy's plans to nothing. In Jesus' name, amen. I encourage you guys just to pray every day, if, even when you switch on the news. Listen here. when you switch on the news, you can either go there just to hear it or you can let that activate, you praying for people in the Ukraine. Is that cool? Just whenever you, because you're gonna read, so why don't you just let that be an attack against the enemy. As soon as you hear the news about the enemy taking ground, we pray that God takes ground, protects people, does something supernatural. Um, so we're starting our series, Unstoppable. And for me, I really connected my life to something that is totally unstoppable. And actually changed my life so much so that I ended up walking away from things that I wanted. That I thought I wanted in life. Um, I remember I was um, getting paid to play um, soccer at 17, and and it was like a semi-pro league. And 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 then I got saved. I got I got to this church when I was 17. I'm 44 now. I've been on staff. This is my 22nd year on staff. I'm turning 44. So I'm pretty chuffed. The, and, and what I'm mean chuffed by is i think it's a great it's a biggest privilege for me to be serving god's house that's why i'm chuffed and and my goal is i want to do this the rest of my life i want to serve in god's house however even i can if to. you know i mean even you know if they they say you, know, you need to go stand down there i'm i'm keen uh, i actually find serving um in god's house in, in in across the house is actually more exciting to me than just even this moment it's actually refreshing to me just to serve car park whatever I can do I really do enjoy it but I think it's because when I started serving that's when I really got to know God and and so for me it always takes me back to those encounters I had with God I've had more encounters with God serving when no one's watching than serving when other people are watching, okay? And, and I wanna invite you to that. I promise you, your biggest breakthrough is when you serve with no strings attached, okay? Just, I just love you, Jesus, this is a privilege. And I wanna honor our dream teamers. you really do. You guys, every week you serve. This wanna honor everyone on our dream team. But I connected my life to what God's building. And, and that's the best way to build your life is to connect your life to what God's building. Uh, Because you and I can labor, but it says, unless the Lord builds the house, we labor in vain. I don't know if you've ever heard that. Unless the Lord builds the house, we labor in vain. I promise you, God is building his church across the world. And our reason I say that to you is, I wanna encourage you not to speak badly about other churches, but to always pray for churches. You know, we're not in competition. Yeah, we're, we're all in the same, we want people saved, we want people in church. And, and so right now, let's pray for the church in South Africa, across the denominations. God, lift up the church in this community across this country, cross denominations. God, I pray that you strengthen them, you'd raise up strong leaders in those churches. And I pray that you know, the church would gain a momentum. I pray the core of the church would get stronger and that we would just see the church in South Africa flourish and we'd see all ages get saved and flourish. Marriages go to new places. Business people rise up, God, breakthrough for people. Jobs, um, people get uh, people would get jobs who need jobs. God, and also pray um, that the next leaders in our nation are all raised up in healthy churches. That our country people would look and go, can they put the best leaders, in? and and they could see that that you your hand is on those people in Jesus' name. Amen. But yeah, I connected my life to something that's unstoppable, and. And there's a a parable uh, that speaks about finding a treasure. And once you find that treasure, uh, you give up everything else to take hold of that treasure. Um, It says in Matthew 13, verse 44, The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again. And then in his joy, he went and sold all he had and bought um, bought that field. Now, in those days, there weren't banks, so that's where O's would store their, their cash, you know. So so what would happen is, guys would find it, but then the owner of the field would take the, the money. This guy found it, put it back in the ground, then went to the owner of the field, tried to get all the money he could, knocked on the guy's door and said, can I buy your field? The guy the guy's like, yes, you can buy the field. But he, he wasn't actually just trying to buy the field. He was trying to use, leverage what he had to access something greater. And, and when I came to church um, at 17, I honestly had this sense, this is everything I've ever been looking for, a relationship with Jesus. And, and so what I started to do was leverage what I had to grab hold of something that's greater than I could ever really have or try to get. And and so I used my time, Um, and not that I, it got me, uh, you know what I mean, it it didn't give me my salvation. Don't you hear what I'm not saying? But it actually got me rooted and planted and connected to a vine that allowed me to start producing fruit. And I believe uh, because of what Jesus has done and because he's given us the church, that my life currently is connected to something that's unstoppable. Even as the economies change, even as the winds of change come, my life is still rooted in Christ. I honor God every month in my time. My time, I tell him my treasure. In my ties, that's what I do. And I'm letting you guys know I've done that now since I was 18. And, and it's just years and years. This is, there's this building. I always think, imagine what God's going to do in my life, not because I deserve it, but because He's good and He's given us principles, sowing seed and all that stuff. What's going to happen in my life in, in 10 years' time? So you know what I mean? It's so funny. God's blessed me and my wife, and we are very blessed. And yes, my wife owns a business and that. But I always, I always chuckle. Because I always have a, a bit of a chuckle because people are more comfortable with hearing about my blessing and that my wife's a doctor than hearing about me blessed just because God's good and I've been tithing. You know what I mean? Like they're actually not comfortable with that. It's like, you know, oh, don't bring God into it, bro. You know what I mean? Your breakthrough couldn't have come from God. It must have just come from business, you know. It just must. Cause, cause it must have just come. But, but my life's unstoppable because of Jesus. You understand? Know like my life's unstoppable because, because He's taught me how to honor Him, to put Him first. And, and, and you know, God wants you to flourish, and He actually shows you that you can flourish, that your life can be unstoppable, and He also shows you what He's building. In Ma- in Matthew 16 verse 18, He says, "I'll build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail." You know. what? If hell can't prevail against the church, um, then, then COVID won't prevail against the church. You know what I mean? like, Then a war won't prevail against the church. Like, there all these things, he, he, Jesus lifted up to that level. He, he didn't like take a low. I'll bought my church and, and presidents who say, you can't do this in schools won't prevail or, or the laws won't prevail. Or no, he says hell won't prevail. And so the church is unstoppable. The church is actually a seed. If you try to crush the church, the church becomes even more vibrant and the church multiplies. That's why the enemy's worst tactic is to try to crush the church because the church is a seed. You put it in the ground, it grows. Um, It says even the blood of martyrs, um, you know what I mean? I've heard guys say, because you've seen the first time somebody's killed in the Bible, God says to the other brother, he says, the blood of your brother is crying out from the land. I'm going to and I know it's quite a out there picture, uh, but I promise you, the blood of martyrs uh, it it cries out and it creates momentum for the church. And then some countries people have being martyred for serving Jesus. But the church is crazy. Yeah, you know COVID's not going to stop it. You can't meet; not going to stop it. And and you know what's crazy is that the church is a seed, and and you know who carries the seed? You. You are a seed. God's put this potential inside of you and you can decide to keep the seed or to plant the seed. You can decide to plant your life or just to keep your life for yourself and, and you've got the opportunity either to experience the flourishing and in Isaiah 2 verse 2 it says in the last days the mountain of the Lord's house will be the highest of all. I love this scripture. Uh, uh, speaking about God's house, the, it's a prophetic picture of the church in the last days. It will be the highest place. What it means, it's will be, and then it goes and say, um, the most important place on earth. It doesn't say the most important place in Bloberg or Tableview or Milk or Camps Bay. It says the church will be the most important place on earth. And then, this is encouraging because it says, then people from all over the world will scream and gather to it to worship. What that tells me is that the end times, the church will be gathering at a whole other level. The biggest gatherings ever will come in the end times of the church. You know, because now you're know, in the future, the church is no gathering. Well, that's not what the Bible says. I trust the Bible more. Everyone can tell me this, this I agree, we online church. We need to make church accessible. The front door to our church is our online church. If you think about it, people have a look in and they go, I'm gonna try that. So I'm not I'm for it. Let's keep going. But I want to let you know the church in the end will be the highest place on the planet, the most important place on earth, and people will stream to it. And it says they'll stream there to worship God. It's not gonna be to worship man. It's not going to be to worship the the prophet or the pastor or the so-and-so. Why are you going, I'm to prophet so-and-so? No, no, they're going for God. That's why, listen, yes, people call me pastor and I appreciate it, but my name's Andre. I'm just a son in this house. We're all the same. We are sons and daughters in the house. We get to serve and we're here for God. (laughs) We're not here to create this, like Graham used to always say, royal family. That's why I'm not, um, you know, um, I'm not, I'm not into that. I don't get where people somehow think they're important just because they got a title, or they, they got a title or a gift. Everyone's got gifts. We're all important. We're all God's children. We're all valuable. So um, the church is gonna thrive. But you know, the church thrives when the people thrive. When you and I start to thrive. We, the church starts to thrive, and, and, and it's exciting because as soon as you and I start to flourish and thrive, you and I will start to build the church even more. So it's just this ongoing thing. The church thrives, people get saved, they thrive, they flourish, and then they build the church. The church thrives and flourishes. And, thrive. and that's the picture. And you go, well, is that all? It's, what it's about? Um, no, it's actually about heaven. This is just temporary. This is just a temporary time. And I know we can comp- can't comprehend it because we've only lived in time. And only one day when we're heaven will we understand eternity. But it's for you to you know, like keep your eyes on heaven. But the church is going to flourish. In Psalm 92, I love the scripture. It says, those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bear fruit in old age. They will be fresh and flourishing. So if you really look into that scripture, yes, at a young age you bear fruit, but it says the promise on people who plant the house, they bear fruit in their old age. They're fresh, they're flourishing. Come on, don't you, uh, don't you love meeting people who are just refreshing? They, they're fun. They, 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 they're believing for more. Uh, what, if you look into that scripture, it says that, um, they'll bear fruit in old age, and it actually says, it speaks about that they, the, the older you get that you still bear fruit but you have an awesome perspective because it says and they will give praise to God see I want to ask you are you not about where your perspective always changes and all of a sudden praise to God stops in your life but those who are planted they will praise God they, they will flourish they will be strong and that's our desire for you Our desire for you is to be planted, is to be flourishing. I believe when you decide to plant yourself in God's house, you will thrive just like that scripture says. I believe it. Why? Because it's a testimony of my life. I've had crazy things happen to me and I've been blessed. But the main purpose of the blessing is to focus my eyes again and to serve. It's for the church to flourish. It's for God's kingdom to move forward. And I believe as we get planted, but but you must understand there's a difference between attending and planting. That scripture does not promise people who attend church to flourish. The promise is on people who planted. And so I encourage you guys, I say it a lot. If you sleep in a garage, it's not gonna make you a car. If you eat a lot of McDonald's burgers, yes, you will start to look like a burger. That's a bad example. But if you sit in a church, it doesn't make you a Christian. You need to have a relationship with Jesus. And then to be attending church isn't the same as being planted. You have to root. You have to get down. You'll know if you're planted because you'll find it hard to pull out of things. You'll be committed. You understand? So um, I've tried to set up my life that... It it would be so hard for me to be uprooted. That was my goal. You know what? Because I haven't got it all down. Now I'm going to do this. Now I've got my calendar. No, no. I've just started to get planted. So uh, I've got offended. Then I've had God's help and stayed here. I'm I'm just too connected to the house. And, And that's what people do. Like I always think people try to live an encased life well Andre in case this happens and in case the schedule and in case I get invited and in case this happens and in case God's called me to another country and in case I haven't had one leader when I was young um, they felt that they would move to New Zealand their parents are living there clearly deceived Andre, none of you guys get that you don't leave South Africa go there that's you know what I mean anyway but some people live in that deception um, but so I said listen yeah, how's it going I said well I'm you know, I might move back to my parents because they actually moved in. This person flew back. I said, well, what's happening? Yeah, oh, but it's frustrating. Of course, I might move back. I, I can't open a cell phone contract and I can't do this. And I said, seriously, I said, that is tough. You, you mean to tell me that you serve the God who can't get you out of contract? I said, I serve the God who got Jesus out of a grave. You know what I mean you can't? He can't get you out of a contract. You know what I mean like it's crazy? It's like like you leaning towards being uncommitted because of your fear, but your faith should always lead you to commit, overcommit, to be planted, to be rooted. You know what I'm saying? God can move you way better as a planted person than an uh, than an unplanted person it's weird the, the, the enemy gets you it's like you might move don't get pl- don't and what if you say and then you can't and then what if they play a rugby match at 5.30 in the morning on a Sunday what if the world cup late? like you know think are four years ahead what if they play the world cup in another country and the games are on Sundays you know what I mean like I can't commit <laughs> you know, what if Liverpool's play hey can you commit to the 6pm service on Sunday nights Bruh Liverpool sometimes plays on Sunday night Bruh I walked into Woolworths and the manager was there. And um, he's a Liverpool sport. And I remember walking. He's like, hey, bro, Liverpool just won. It was a big game. I said, I know. He said, did you watch? I said, no, I was in church. That's why they won. (laughs) I was praying, bro. I was praying. (laughs) That guy came to the next Easter service straight after that. Anyway. Thank you, Jesus. He's a very cool guy. We have a good laugh. But, but, like, you understand, to experience what God has for you, there needs to be this leaning towards being planted. The, the, like, the enemy's plan for you to, is to live an encase and a maybe life. That's like a big lie. And you don't flourish. You wouldn't do that to your own plants. You buy all these awesome plants. Oh, check these plants. Yeah. But what if we move house? We, let's not plant them. Yeah. What if we sell our house one day? Let's just keep them. Next thing they die anyway. The thing you were keeping for your future gets lost when you're not planted. So much is lost in the place of the uncommitted. The maybe, the in case. I promise you, you serve the God who could get Jesus out of a grave. God could get you out of a country. God can do the miracles. Don't live this maybe, in case, maybe one day. Start to be committed and experience the flourishing that God has for you. And yes, the Bible promises and, and encourages um, for us to be planted, not to settle for anything less. God doesn't want you to settle for less. And I believe the enemy does want you to settle for less. How? So he keeps you um, easygoing, disconnected, and you're settling for less. You go, but my last good. I reckon it could be better. <laughs> like, like I dare you to try what God has on the other side of his suggestions. And let's face it, they're not suggestions. <laughs> get to heaven. Yeah, you know, I remember I suggested that thing, too bad, this is what I could have done. No, no, they're not suggestions. They're promises. They're there to encourage you. And yes, you have a seed inside of you. So as soon as you plant it, you'll start to grow. But if you stay disconnected, you never get into the soil. And God's church is good soil. Of course, if you're thinking about it, you mean, uh, uh, why should we flourish? Well, well, God wants you. It says in that psalm, if you read about the, the cedars of Lebanon, those are planted the house, Psalm 92, they'll be like cedars of Lebanon. They'll be like palm trees. Well, what is it about them? It says they'll be upright, they'll be strong, they'll be productive, they'll be unmoved. They'll have a fresh outlook. You know, I love... Being in our church and connected even COVID because I found people who had a totally different outlook. You know, then you said that, I oh, don't man. You know, this, pre- we, like, we're fighting politicians. No, no, we're worshiping God. <laughs> we're going to lift up Jesus. We're going to praise him. We're gonna like, like, I couldn't see, like, I was like, am I reading different news to you? But for me, God's about to work this to our good. God's doing a miracle. God's still on the throne. If you set your sights in heaven, He is in charge. Yes, there's uncertainty. But I want to encourage you to keep your eyes on what's certain. It's God. It's Jesus. He loves you. He made you wonderfully and skillfully. He's not trying to fool you. It says that man's plans, and many are man's plans, but it's God's purpose that prevails. And so in that time, we just kept our eyes on God's purpose. So God wants you to flourish. And some people actually have this thought that somehow Christians shouldn't flourish. It's actually offensive if a Christian flourishes. If a Christian gets blessed, it's like offensive. She they must have done something dodgy to get that. <laughs> you know? Haven't you ever thought that? The funniest thing is, if a Christian flourishes, they're dodgy. You know what I mean? But if a business guy flourishes, he's just a good businessman, bro. <laughs> it's just like it blows my mind. It's like we totally put God in, like you know, God's not big. He doesn't. You know what I am mean? like always blown away by that. But but God does want you to flourish it says they shall flourish in the courts of their God God does want you to flourish and if you flourish the impact you can make is even greater you're blessed to be a blessing it says that he uh, bring your tithes to us and see if I will not open up the windows of heaven so there's too much to contain it a lot of you go have the windows of heaven open up my life well have you got so much that you can't contain it because that's the windows of heaven blessing and I believe that God has it for you he wants to do it for you so Just quickly when we flourish across every aspect of our lives we align ourselves we flourish in all aspects of our lives when we align ourselves with God's objectives when we align ourselves with the purposes of God that's actually God's plan for our life you go is that is it God's plan that I flourish totally John 10 verse 10 he said I've come that you may have life and you may have it more abundantly. That's not a trick. Sorry, guys, the worship team's coming in. I can see everyone's watching their walks. I know these guys are like full-time models, so... It's a catwalk. I feel like it's right now. (laughs) The worship was great this morning. This scripture, and I'll get your attention. I know you're looking at the models behind me, but anyway... John 10 verse 10 says, I've come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. This means, if you study this word, it means bountiful, productive, successful, prosperous, flourishing. God's just trying to trick us. He's like, I'm gonna say stuff that's not true and just to get them into the church. That's His plan. That's His plan for you. And and He says, but but those that flourishing, He's saying you need to be committed. The second reason why God wants you to flourish, God wants you to flourish so that our impact can be greater. That's the purpose. Because in the end, with living in the end of mind, the only thing we take with us is people to heaven. God wants us to flourish so we can reach more people. You know, I can see Martin floor and I'll pick on him. Martin, doing drugs, couldn't get off them, twin boys, still such a good dad, even in that season, goes to God, he says, God, if you're real, take this away from me. He went to rehab, he tried to do a three-day stint. <laughs> 3 days stint in rehab, came out, still feel like drugs, yeah. Anyway, so he just prayed, I was on Pence Drive. And then God really took that feeling away immediately. You know what he does? He's my, we were in school together. It's so funny. He's a, he's a really good and surfer. I try not to tell people. I try to tell people I'm the best surfer in our group, in our, in our view group, but he's actually the best surfer. But, but he just, he comes to church on his skateboard. With his I, was like, I remember this. How many years ago? Six years ago, I'm about to walk into a finance meeting with our finance board. And he says to me, Andre, he tells me the story. I end up putting a cross on the wall with him. And I said, Dieter's starting a foundational course on um, your first step. And he said, I said, do you want to do it? He said, yeah, that was Tuesday night. Martin now, you know, he's, he's using his own property. He's built business especially. He runs a, a home for guys who are coming out of rehabs. And they all seem look. But, but he's using it. Him and Tamzin are changing their world. And yes, sometimes it'll be tough, but God will cause him to flourish because the more he flourishes, more people get blessed. Because he's a, he's a genuine. But God wants you to flourish so we can make an impact. He does want you to flourish. And God wants you to flourish and wants us to flourish so other people would also be encouraged to get planted he does because there's so much blessing on being planted we the unstoppable church why well because anyone's welcome at the church of jesus christ anyone can come we say you come to your, anyone can come here we believe if you meet jesus you're not going to stay as you are but i promise you anyone is allowed you can invite anyone to our church number one reason why people say they don't go to church you want to hear it because no one invited me, crazy. No, no, people don't go to church because of this, because of this, because of this. No, number one reason is no invitation. Anyone's allowed to come here. That's why the church is unstoppable. And when they see you flourishing, they'll be encouraged to also go for that abundant life God has for them. Everyone's needed at the church. That's why the church flourishes. It's a team effort. We need you. You've got a part to play. Get into growth track, discover your gifts, and, and then everyone can be changed at the church. Everyone. Everyone can be changed at the church. You know why? It says in Romans 10 verse 13, everyone who calls to the name of the Lord will be saved. Anyone can be saved by Jesus. Anyone's life can be changed. Anyone can come here. So even as I'm speaking about flourishing and being planted, I have three questions for you today are you planted? I remember moving a tree and then it died. (laughs) But I'm not a good gardener anyway. Then I tried to do the same thing, but I was better, manure, everything. I went all out. I moved that tree in my garden and that died as well. (laughs) I'm not saying, (laughs) I'm not trying to say that about. but what I'm saying is We wouldn't do that to our trees. (laughs) Well, I would. It's not working. (laughs) Why would you do that to your life? (laughs) Because if you are a root, all you're doing by moving around and not being planted is you're messing up your root system. You're creating habits that don't allow flourishing. That's why one of the biggest habits in my life was to be as connected and as committed as I can to Jesus and His church, that it'd just be so hard to get me out. <laughs> That's one of my tactics. We need help with giving, me, me, me. Yeah, see this hand. Uh, who wants to do it? me? You know what, I even met my wife, this was the rule. If I can't meet my wife while serving, I'm not meeting the right person. Because if I meet my wife while serving, it means we're on the same road. But if I have to get off the road to go meet her, it's going to be so hard to come back to uproot myself. So stay rooted. This is my tactics. You know what? 101. Be as committed as anything. So hard to offend. So hard to be uprooted. Like with kiddo, like people are going to offend you. It's like, that's. It says in the end times, more people be offended. <laughs> it's not a surprise, like. And, and then, are you easily uprooted? Are there things that knock you off your path? Decide to bring that God. Say, God, I'm not gonna let these things happen again. These things have got me disconnected, they messed up my root system, but from today forward, my roots are gonna go down. And then, can you handle the weather? There will be winds of change. There'll be wars and there'll be rumors of wars. There'll be earthquakes, there'll be storms. God's already told us that's coming. But he says, in this life, you'll have trouble, but I've overcome the world, don't worry. I've got you. Can you handle the weather? Do you guys wanna stand up quickly? Upon this rock, sign of the end times is the gospel being preached it's not earthquakes wars rumors of wars tribulation it's the gospel being preached that means God's church is gonna go out like never before bringing his love to our world let's pray for the church again lift up the church in South Africa lift up this church lift up the church around the world I pray God that you do something supernatural in your church like never before it's your church, Jesus. You build your church. God, I pray that your gospel will go out. We see millions and millions of people get saved. Like there before, we see heaven full and hell empty one day when we get there. Please bless your church, all the denominations, all the churches. Strengthen the leaders. I pray that the leaders would have a heart after you, the core would have a heart after you, that have soft hearts. Build your church, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus quickly speak to you personally. Maybe as I've been speaking, it's like God's knocking on the door of your heart. And you need to come back to God. You know, the prodigal son, he was distant and it says he awoke in the pig's pen. He came to his senses. He's like, my father's house. In my father's house, there's more than that. I need to go back to my father. Maybe you need to come back to your father. And you know what? The prodigal son's dad was looking out every day. For your son to come back. So, this is the thing I always get from that. What's the best day to come back? Any day. He's looking out for you. Any day you want to come back, He's waiting for you. And the Bible also says today is the day of salvation. You have to wait one more day. I don't know if you need to come back to God or receive His forgiveness. It says those who call on His name will be saved. You need to ask Jesus, forgive you of your sins. With every eye closed quickly. I'm going to count to three. Just give me a, uh, put your hand up and just give me a way. So, Andre, will you lead me in that prayer? One. Two, three. If that's you, you need to pray that prayer. Awesome. Anyone else? God bless you. Anyone else? Just, you know, God's speaking to you. You need to come back to Jesus. Awesome. God bless you. Awesome. Thank you, Jesus. Anyone else? Thank you, Jesus. Okay, let's pray together. Jesus, we call on your name. We ask you to forgive us of our sins. We confess that you are the Son of God. Son of we, God. Believe we believe in our that heart that God raised Son. you from the that dead. From because, because of this confession and this, belief, and this belief, the Bible says that I'm saved, I'm saved that I'm changed, I'm changed, and I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, let's give Him praise. Come on, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Awesome. For everyone, you might not have done a foundational course. We're doing one called Following Jesus. We're doing it in person this Tuesday at 6.30 p.m. at the church. We would be here. We'd love to connect to you. It's going to get all your foundations sorted, set you up to build strong after that. So if you've never done a foundational course learning about who Jesus is and your decision, join us Tuesday night. Everyone's welcome. God bless you guys.